this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Tuesday, August 8th, 8, 8, 8, 8. August 8th is 8, 8. Mm-hmm. You waiting think, for a reaction for me? You don't think that's <laughs> neat? 8, 8. Uh, today is Tuesday, August 8th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for The Upside with Callie and Jeff. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful that you were in such a good mood yesterday because I feel like you and I, I'm a lot more um, flexible, I think, with our work schedule and stuff like that. And you harbor a lot of guilt. Like if you're not in the zone or you're not efficient and you're efficient most of the time, but if you have an off day, I feel like you're not super forgiving about it. And yesterday, circa like 11 a.m., we just looked at each other and I was like, are you working? And he's like, not really. Why are you working? And I was like, nope, not really. And we were at the office, both staring at computers, both kind of like doing busy work and trying to get in the zone. Well, you weren't staring at a computer. That's how I know you weren't working. You were on your phone. Yeah, I was answering DMs on Instagram. And you have a different, no, I don't even think you were doing that. I was. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because you have a different, what were they about? Sandwiches? Yes, actually. (laughs) Um, You have a different, you have a work posture and a non-work posture. My work posture, I feel like is pretty intense. Your work, it is. Your work posture, whether you're on your phone or the computer is leaned in, focused, dialed in. Mm -hmm. Your non-work posture is, I mean, there's no other way to say it, kicked back. Yeah. Feet up. If there was a if there was a place for you to put your feet up, your feet would be up. Right. If there was a table on which you could set an iced tea or a cocktail that would have an umbrella, mm-hmm. that would it would be there. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So I could tell that there just wasn't, and I don't know. I it's because we're so excited about our vacation. You it's think? vacation week. We have senioritis. You think? Yeah, I do. Maybe. We haven't had a vacation in a year and a half. A year and a half. Think about that. Yes, we have. We've taken time off. We've taken time off, but we have not been somewhere outside of Sandy Springs, like outside of our home area since last May. That's not true, is it? Yeah. I guess it is because everything, because last year we did our beach trip and then- it's all been all about the IVF. It's been all about IVF. And I looked at Jeff when we were like looking at each other, like, are you working? Not really. Are you working? And then he goes, should we go home and pack? I'm really excited. <laughs> I don't know if it was, and I don't know if it's trip anticipation, beach anticipation, or, um, and I know it's not a full moon, but I just, I, call, I, I think I've just decided to call it full moon syndrome where something has just got, the wavelengths are just off. I think it's off in a good way though. I think we're excited. Like I don't, it's, To me, it's neither good nor bad. What I do think is good, because I agree with you, I am really hard on myself when, I, when things don't get executed as though I think they properly should be executed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think I get... I, I do think I'm 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 hard on myself when that happens, and I and I become grumpy pants to people I'm around. Um, me, because right. you're only around me. <laughs> but with, but I think I have just learned to accept that there are what I call them full moon days, mm-hmm. and sometimes it just happens where you're just off. And something else I've done, 
And I think it has to do with, with the IVF. And I think it has to do with our business. Actually, I think it has more to do with our business than the IVF is actually, you know what? I know exactly what it has to do with. I think it has to do with us realizing the potential of our business and hiring Steve, who is our CR chief revenue officer, mm-hmm. money guy, mm-hmm. right? His optimism and excitement about the future of our business and having someone who is so who shares our view of what it could be, I think has allowed me to ask the question more and more, will this moment matter one year from now? Right. And and nine times out of 10, it won't. Sometimes it will. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I think that's what happened yesterday. I just wasn't feeling it, was off. I have a bunch of stuff on my to-do list. None of them had to be done by 5 p.m. yesterday. Mm Mm-hmm. They all do have to be done by noon tomorrow. Yeah. None of them had to be done by 5 p.m. yesterday. And I just said I could either sit here and struggle through it or I could go home, get some personal stuff checked off the list, and then tackle it again tomorrow. And that's what I decided to do. I think that's a smart choice. And I'm proud of you for not being grumpy pants with me all all day yesterday. (laughs) No problem. Um, Okay, so this is the official start of the fifth year of The Upside. Yesterday, we kind of mentioned it, but 8-8... That's the day. That's the day we launched our show. 8-8-2019. Now, technically, about two weeks before that, we soft-launched it, and we just put out one episode. You can, It still exists. You can go back and listen to it. Season I was one, so nervous. Season one, episode one, was just kind of a practice episode to see what happened, to, see, to make sure I had set everything up right. And it was so well-received that... We decided to do another episode, not the next day, but I think two days. I think we did one every other day for a week mm-hmm. just because people were so excited about it. And, but we still recognize eight, August 8th as the official launch date because that's when it went daily. It was Thursday, August 8th, 2019 was the first daily episode of The Upside. Um, so that was exciting. I still remember like exactly how we felt and it was so cool. And we were really proud. We were also like, it was just cool. It was really, really cool. I was nervous to be recording with you. You were excited to be back, um, you know, doing something because there was a while where we were going through some legal stuff with your old job and we didn't know if we could do it or not. And then we did it and it was awesome. And I'm so grateful for this journey. It has really helped my confidence in so many ways. It's helped me find my voice. It's helped me... Even this is going to sound really silly, but it's helped me with my ADHD because I don't know if you remember this, but I used to have a really hard time of finishing stories when we first started. Like I would get off on tangents a lot or not be able to come to the story or I would have to write down exactly what I wanted to say. Not a script, but just, hey, remember part A, B, and C of the story. And that'll make sense to other people because my brain gets so carried away. And it's helped me because of the show, I feel like when I'm in conversation with people in person, I'm better at managing conversations and keeping my brain in check because of the show. 
And the show has taught me to be more efficient with how I speak and how I tell stories. So why and do you do, why do you do that in person and not on the show? I <laughs> you just find yourself hilarious. Um, but I think it's, you know, I don't know. Do you feel like you've grown or do you feel like I feel like what's I, it like going from 25 years of radio to this? Like, do you feel like you've learned anything or do you feel like I feel like I learned stuff every single day about the business that we're in and the future of the business. I, I, I think the number one thing, the number one takeaway I have is it doesn't have to be, and it shouldn't be, and the goal shouldn't be perfection because that's so unattainable. Mm-hmm. And uh, and not, I'm not just talking about this show. I'm talking about anything that you want to attempt or you want to do or you want to accomplish. Don't try to start at perfect. Because if you start at perfect, where are you going to go, right? Yeah. So just start. Yeah. And uh, I think that's the number one piece of advice that I give Anybody who wants to start a podcast, embark on a new venture, find a side hustle or quit a daily job to pursue something, great. Don't wait for perfection or don't don't strive for perfection. Just do. So yesterday you mentioned that you had some observations after five years of doing this. And first of all, I want to say before we even jump into this, thank you for those of you that are listening to this show and supporting us who have ever bought a piece of merch, who have ever turned on the show, who have ever, you know, sent us a nice note. Um, Clicked on one of our advertiser links. Yeah. It is just really remarkable the way that you've supported us and the way that hopefully you feel like this community has supported you. Um, We certainly haven't been perfect. You have been so patient as we figure this out and we, you changed our lives. So thank you. Because if you had not been so amazing about cheering us on, we would probably be in a small town in like Idaho. So Jeff could do radio and we would be moving, you know, away from family and, and away from where we love to pursue something, um, else literally this is not an exaggeration not that there's anything wrong with idaho because i would move to sun valley in like five seconds yeah not that no not that there's anything wrong with anywhere else but the reality is if that happened like this is the impact that that you as an individual can have on other people the impact that you have had on us may have created our second child because we were able to stay in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Callie was able to stay at her job. With fertility insurance. With, that had such fantastic fertility benefits. What a gift. I mean, you're the reason that- Thank you. You're the reason that our daughter has such a close relationship with my parents. And right. that she gets to spend time with them every week is because we live, we're able to live five minutes um, from them. And, and that's not something that people in entertainment get the luxury of doing ever. Um, radio, everyone that we know in radio has lived in like five, six, seven cities. I mean, Jeff's time at the Bircha, that's unheard of for yeah. radio personalities to be in one city for, for so long. Um, so anyways, thank you. And you asked me yesterday, 
kind of some of my observations from the past five years. And here is the advice that I have um, for today. Number one is find your unique value because every single person is completely different. And it is, I think some people in life struggle with finding their unique value. So everybody brings something to the table. You just have to figure out what it is that makes you special and unique and harness that and market it and use it as your superpower as opposed to something that makes you weird or different or underplaying your skills like Jeff was talking about yesterday. I mean, I think we underplayed your 25-year radio career a lot, um, but that's actually what makes us really unique and special because most podcast development companies don't have people with a programming background. Um, I still think we underplayed. I, I, yeah. But that's something too, whether when you're- And your experience, I think we underplay. I think if we we were going to talk, this could actually be- Cause I could add, I could do some more observations tomorrow and then you could do some more on Thursday and then on Friday, what if we talk about goals? Yeah. Because I think we could both, it could only serve us to be more uh, assured and confident in our resumes. Yeah. I think so many people relate to that where they think, well, it's just what I do. It's just what I, but once you've done something for 25 years, you have an, it doesn't matter what it is. Even if you have a skill, like I used to underplay a lot that I am really intuitive. And that part of me is what makes me really good with talent. Now, does it need in my job description, like when I was at CNN, did it need to say someone that's intuitive? No, it didn't. But I found out during my time there that that was something that was really unique within me. And that's a superpower that I use for other things. So if you're at a job right now and you don't know what your unique thing is that you contribute that makes you different. Maybe you're not even using that skill at your job, but you have it within you. So figure out what it is and figure out how to use it. And that will completely change your life. Or I think more, um, probably more common is it's there and you use it so much that you just ignore it. Yeah. It's just a part of your existence. Right. It's like almost background noise to you. But it's not, no matter what your job is. If you're the if you're the manager, if you're the assistant manager of a CVS and you've been doing that for a decade, you know 120 months more about CVS management mm-hmm. than somebody that they hired yesterday. Yeah. Then this then the new CEO that they just brought on board from a different company, you know more about the CVS culture and the CVS way of doing things. Don't discount those things. Yeah. Um and then The other thing is speak to your customer and don't worry so much about people that are outside of your market. And here's what I mean about that. There, I used to take it so personally when people didn't like things about the show or didn't like the merchandise that I designed or didn't like the price of something or didn't like the whatever. And I would say, okay, we need to switch everything because one or two people Right. really didn't like it. And it's not that I don't value the one or two people. It's that those people weren't the intended target anyways. Does that, do you know what I'm Uh saying? You can spend a lot of time changing your business or changing yourself for other people 
all day, every day. Not everyone's going to like you. There's always going to be people that don't love what you're doing. There's always going to be people that don't support it or don't agree with it, or it's going to be too cheap for somebody or too expensive for somebody else. And you can't make everybody happy. So when you define who your target viewer, target listener, target customer is, speak to those people. And that's helped us when we need to pivot and know that if our core people are telling us one thing, we need to listen. But you have to kind of set boundaries or you will waver and change every time the wind blows because there's always going to be somebody with an opinion that's different than yours. The, um, the there's I feel a, like that came off kind of snotty, but I didn't mean it no, snotty. No, I don't think I it meant, was snotty at all. I thought of two things while you were saying that. Number one, I remember when I owned, was a partner in a restaurant and a food reviewer came in and said that they ordered, we were a breakfast restaurant. If Jeff used a, to own a Flying Biscuit. A Flying too. Biscuit franchise. And it's a breakfast, primarily a, if the name didn't give it away, it's a breakfast joint. Yeah. Well, this person came in and ordered meatloaf because we had lunch. Stuff. Stuff and dinner stuff, but ordered meatloaf and then said in their review, I don't really care for meatloaf, but I thought I would give it a shot. You're at a breakfast why, restaurant. Why would you do that? Why would you order right. some, Why would you start us? At, it's like then, ordering a salad at a pancake restaurant. And then it was, yeah, it was yeah. a mediocre review. Do let people shine at what they're good at. And so when that review came out and it was negative, I remember saying to to my partners, "This doesn't count." It's right. not. We don't need to spend time and money changing our meatloaf recipe. If somebody who loves pancakes came in and said that our pancakes were terrible, now we have an issue. Right. But here's a guy who doesn't like meatloaf came in and ordered something that we only sell three of a day. Right. Whatever. The other thing I thought of it's is, an outlier. Yeah. And guess and guess. Um, and then the other thing I thought of when you were saying that is guess who uh, is a great example of what you were just saying. Who? Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift is going to go to bed next year on a mattress stuffed with $1 billion in cash mm-hmm. from the era's tour. She didn't make that money worrying about the people who don't like Taylor Swift. Right. She super served the people who like Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like her, she doesn't care. Yeah, she doesn't care. She's As a matter of fact, she'll turn her your dislike into a song and make money off you. <laughs> she absolutely will. That is so true. Be Taylor Swift. That was my second point. Um, Something also exciting is that we are doing weaponized hamster shirts again for the fifth year. This this is the fifth weaponized hamster shirt, which is so (laughs) silly. Um, And the artwork is done. And the cool thing about the weaponized hamster shirt, okay, the first year we did it and it was truly a joke and we were like, let's see if we can do it. And I think you did it on like Canva or something. I mean, it was like really a basic design. It was years ago. I think it was print shop. Yeah. And so we, in the years since then, I used to work with rock bands and I was like, you know what would be really cool since it's a rock band, weaponized hamsters is, is a rock band slash inside joke. And it would be really cool if I went back to the contacts that I know and had somebody who actually designs rock t-shirts for a living, like used to do our, well, he still does stick shirts and has done all these like crazy rock acts and asked him to do artwork for a fake band. 
And he thought it was funny and he agreed to do it. And every year since then, um, it's a guy named Doug. He's awesome and does all these rock and roll shirts and weaponized hamster shirts. And um, I think it's awesome. I love it. And for the very first time, we are doing um, a back to the shirt. And the back of the shirt where the tour is going are all uh, cities that our Horde members live in. And I tried to pick some ones that weren't super mainstream, you know? They're all cities. Um, they're, they're upside listeners whose addresses we have, so primarily mm-hmm. Horde members, who... Uh, in cities that typically wouldn't get a concert stop. No, which is what I think makes the shirt even punchier. Right. Like I did put Marietta on there. Sure. Um, but that was probably the biggest one just because I thought it would be funny and also triple funny if someone actually looks at the back of your shirt and recognizes your small town and is like, hey. Did that band go there? <laughs> so if you're an advisory horde member, watch your email today. The email yes. with the graphics will be going out so you can see it, place your order before everybody else. And then once advisory horde member orders in, the shirt will be available to the general public. On Friday. So that's going to happen on Friday. And the other thing, Jeff, I didn't tell you is, is that our merchandise team at Port Merchandise, they're incredible. They are are also in the rock and roll roll world. So they do a lot of exclusively banned merchandise, except for us. And that's who fulfills your orders and stuff like that. They said that the hottest tea right now on the market is Comfort Colors the one we did the bright colors in, but we're doing it in black. Um, so I'm really excited about that because everyone loves comfort colors. I didn't realize they did black, but they do. So that's what we did. And the sizing goes through 4X. I almost feel like Cozy Earth is on a mission, a mission to change the world. If everybody on the planet got a good night's sleep, how much happier would the earth be? Cozy Earth sheets almost guarantee you a good night's sleep because they are temperature regulator regulating. They are so soft and they are amazing. You're going to be climbing into a cloud. They've also got robes and pajamas and towels and everything you need to be super, super cozy. Right now, our code is active at 40% off. That's four zero. But you got to go to callieandjeff.com slash sleep. That'll take you directly to the page that gets you 40% off everything that Cozy Earth has available. 40% off by going to callieandjeff.com slash sleep right now. Are your pots and pans an absolute mess? I think most people would say yes, but... You can eliminate all that clutter with Caraway. Their thoughtfully designed sets and complimentary storage makes getting and staying organized easier than ever. P- plus, their products are super gorgeous and come in an amazing array of modern colors. You know mine are neutral and I love them. I think they are beautiful. And they're also easy to use and easy to cook with because they have this ceramic and naturally slick surface. And so you, the food is just gonna glide off your plate. It is easy to prepare. It is easy to clean. And I love that because it makes cooking easier. And I need that because I am not the world's best cook. Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like PFAs, PTFE, PFOA, or other hard to pronounce chemicals. And over 40,000 people have raved about their Caraway kitchen. Now it's time to try it for yourself. Visit carawayhome.com upside 10 to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is a 
exclusive for our listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash upside10 or use the code upside10 at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. If you are from Atlanta, if you've been in Atlanta a long time, then you remember the morning show that was on Star 94, Steve and Vicky in the morning. Legendary morning show. I grew up with it. Um, it's really one of the pillars of the Atlanta radio community, in my opinion. Yeah. And when I came to Atlanta in 2001 with the Burt Show, the only show on the radar that was even close to our, there were two, there were, there were three shows here in Atlanta. There's Frank Ski, mm -hmm. there was 90NX, and there was Steve and Vicky. Mm -hmm. and, and that was it. And the only one that that was in our competitive world was was Steve and Vicky. So I knew of them very well. And the reason that I am so good at radio is because I had to compete against a show that was that good. Mm -hmm. They were so good. And uh, they were successful in Atlanta for for many, many years. And after they left, Star 94, Steve and Vicky went to one other radio station in town. And then Steve went and did a, a talk radio show in town before. And then before Star, he was at other shows in, in Atlanta, Steve McCoy. Well, about a decade and a half ago, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's. And the past couple of years have really taken a toll on his family. Um, obviously, physically on him, emotionally on the family, but financially, because of the amount of care that he requires mm -hmm. because the, the, the disease has progressed so much. So there is a GoFundMe set up for Steve McCoy to help his family. Uh, Callie and I contributed to it. If you have time to, to look at it and to read the story about him, I think it would be a really great thing to contribute to. Jeff, when he was telling me about this, because I, I wasn't aware of it at all. I think somebody also posted it in our Facebook group. I'll have T-Bird can repost it again. So um, if he's made an impact in your life and and you can donate, um, please do. But Jeff was telling me the, the story and after reading his family story and just broke into tears. And he's someone that gave so much to so many of us and someone that a lot of people listening know. Um... So yeah, if you can give, please give. If you're someone that sends good vibes or prayers or whatever you do, um, be thinking of his family because it is so, so, it's hard to have a disease. It's so hard to be a caregiver and I can't imagine what his family is going through. Um, and aren't they doing, or is it GoFundMe, but are they doing something? Is Vicky doing there, something in person? Yeah, there's a uh, comedy show at the end of this month at the Punchline Comedy Club where they're going to do, I think, auctions and stuff and have, you know, comedians and, and, and whatnot. Um, so that's happening at the punchline. So you can, you can get tickets to that. Here's one thing that I do want to add about Steve's family is they only agreed to let the GoFundMe uh, be posted and shared if the person who's organizing it only gives half of the money directly to Steve and his family for their expenses. They want the other half to go to uh, Parkinson's research. That's awesome. Organization or some other community Parkinson's. To try to help others. Charity. They're only accepting half the money. The, the other half goes, gets 
donated, which I thought was pretty incredible. So, that is. Uh, okay, here are your three random things for today. If you're wondering why it's so hard to swat a mosquito, think about this. When you decide to swipe at a mosquito, a signal goes from your brain to your spinal cord to your arm muscles to start your hand in motion. Then your hand has probably got to move several inches to get to the mosquito. Mm-hmm. The mosquito, on the other hand, once it detects motion, it simply sends a signal from its nerve cord. It doesn't even have a brain. just has a nerve cord, and it just sends a signal to the wings just to move. Go. Get out of the way. So it takes nanoseconds for the human body to decide to take a swing and to start the motion. Um, it takes uh, about one hundredth of one nanosecond for a mosquito to start the moving process. So a mosquito is 100 times faster than a human. So if you're killing the mosquito, that means survival of the fittest yes. punk. You right. weren't fast enough. Uh, or you're just really lucky. Or you're really lucky. Your second random thing for today is that the Starbucks CEO said on a call, um, their third quarter conference call, that 75% of their beverage sales in the US were from cold drinks. Totally. I thought I was like a weirdo because I'm someone that drinks cold coffee. Jeff and I drink cold coffee year round. I will. I'm, if Starbucks is open on Christmas morning, I'm getting a nice coffee. I mean, I'll do it. That The only exception I make is for the sugar cookie latte because that thing is so good warm. But other than that, I am, yeah. Um, anyway, so cold foam was the fastest growing customization at Starbucks. And uh, they contribute to over $1 billion in revenue a year. And unsurprisingly, the largest customer base of those are millennials and Gen Z. And we like our cold drinks. And your third random thing is... If you want your man to help out more around the house, tell him thank you and bite your tongue with criticism. Thank you, Jeff Dollar. From a 30-year study that the University of California did, they determined that even hearing a tiny bit of criticism, uh, a man will be deterred from continuing to help around the house. On the other hand, a token of appreciation, like a thank you, it doesn't have to be a thank you note. It doesn't have to be a gift. Just, hey, I noticed that and thank you makes them actually want to do more. You know why I think this is true? Because men are simple. Yes. Right? Yes. They are simple. Yes. And they don't need like a deep behind the scenes about what they're doing wrong. But when they hear like, oh, you're doing good. Okay. Yeah. They're like We're Lily do- and Sadie. We're dogs with treats. <laughs> We're dogs with treats. You yell at us once to get off the couch. And now we're going to look over our shoulder every time we jump on the couch. But if you give us one treat for staying on the floor, we'll we'll live on that floor. More treats. More treats. That's the way the guy's mind works. Those are your three random things. Thanks for listening to the Upside Passcast. Peace to you. Hey, Callie and Jeff. This is Amy. I didn't listen to Friday's show. I re-listened to Thursday's show because I so needed that episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's all of me. Uh, everything you talked about is me. Thank you. I, I downloaded the episode. I, I'm trying to save it on my phone so I don't have to go back and find it. Just to remind myself over and over again. Um, but thank you. And and Jeff, at the end of the, the segment, Jeff said, you know, if we helped one person, if one, one person needed this, I, I'm that person. Me. Me. I'm the problem. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Bye. Hi. 
it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Listening to your August 4th episode Friday, you referenced someone calling in regards to Jeff cutting Callie off. It's me. Jeff, you do. You do it a lot. Callie, not so much to Jeff, but just your show has changed so much, which is expected. It's just if we could get a little less of some of the updates that you provide, um, I think that would be awesome. I really would love to hear about your new company and um, how that's going, 21 Projects, and your new gig down at Ponce de Leon. What do you got to do to to get in there and rent it for a podcast? Those kind of things. We love the life updates. No doubt about that because we love you. But anyways, it was me. I'm the problem. It's me. Callie, best thing I've heard all week. Here, I'm going to send you this recipe. Cook this, Make this for me, cooking boy. That was awesome. Love it. Hello, friends. Um, I am calling because... Um, if they, if the cookies that Davi and her husband brought were bright colors, they were probably macarons, not macaroons. Um, two different things, which blew my mind when I found out because I literally just found out like last year. Um, but one has two O's and one has one O, and the little ones that are very colorful are macarons, not macaroons. So. Just for the um, useless trivia databank in your brain, there you go. Thanks, y'all. Have a great day. Bye.